guys. Andy Minio is going to be at our youth. Streaming live on Spreaker.com from the Elephant Portable Studio. Here are your hosts, Stephen Wooden and Ryan Ramsey. Welcome to the Elephant in the Pew radio show and podcast live on Spreaker.com. We are brought to you by Audible.com. That's right, Audible.com. You can get your audiobooks and check it out. Actually, you can try it for free at audibletrial.com slash elephantpew, and they'll give you a 30-day free trial and a free book because they're so nice over the audible.com. So audibletrial.com slash elephantpew. That's right. Also, if you're interested in sponsoring the Elephant in the Pew, please contact us at marketing at elephantpew.com or give us a call at 317-953-EITP. That's 317-953-3487. Today, Ryan, we actually have a guest. Oh, yeah? It's the elephant. That's right. Our guest is the elephant in the pew. He's here today again. Yeah. We also actually have a real guest in the studio. His name is Winston Dickerson from Chapel Hill Christian Church. What up, Winston? Hey, guys. How you doing today? Oh, we are doing great. Don't ever call the don't ever call the elephant unreal again. I'm, (laughs) I'm sorry. It hurts his feelings. Okay. I just won't. I won't walk behind him next time. So, Winston. Yes, sir. How you doing today? I'm doing splendid. How about yourself? I'm I'm pretty good. Good. I'm doing great. Um, I think it's great having you in the studio, and you're the first living guest on the show. <laughs> living? Well, oh, it, he's he's real and living. He's real. The elephant's and just real. I don't have to living. make sound effects for Winston, which oh, okay. is which could be awkward if I was controlling Winston right now. Yes, that um, that, that sounds be. like um, my marriage at times. He said he's it. Just kidding. He's kidding. I'm completely I joking. That's I love my family and my <laughs> wife and my kids. Digging a hole. Um, <clears throat> okay, well, today we are excited to talk about Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> it's oh, also known as All Hallows Eve. Oh, I mean, okay. if you want to get Christian. Christiany on us. Christiany. I mean, I guess. That's Is that Christianese? Yeah, that's that's definitely Christianese. That's what I thought. Yeah. yeah. I got you. Okay. Okay. All All Hallows Eve, um, and it's kind of an interesting time of the year because it, when I was growing up, I, it was so weird. We'd have Halloween. They're not allowed to do it anymore. I don't think, but they'd have Halloween parties at uh, school. Like you dress up like whatever, and you'd go. And there was always like five or six kids in my class that like wouldn't come to school that day. <laughs> Do you remember that? Oh well, yeah, I remember people not showing up. I don't. And I'd be I like, was never one of those. I never got that lucky. <laughs> I was never said, "Oh, you're not going to school today." I was, and I'd always be like, "Dude, what's what's up? Where are you guys?" Like, yeah, we go to Chuck E. Cheese on Halloween. I'm like what? <laughs> you realize they give away free candy all night, right? Like you just go knock on the door. You don't even have to dress up anymore. Uh-uh. I mean, like people just like, "Oh, you're cute." When and I they, when I was a kid, I think towards the end of my trick or treating days, I think I put like a. Phantom of the Opera mask on and walked around. It was like trying was at zero percent level, you know. But so I come to find out though, these kids were Christians. So, and you weren't. 
Well, I was. That was oh. the confusing thing. Oh, that was the confusing thing. I grew. I was in a Christian family, and we got free candy from people. Yeah, why not? We went trick or treating. So I didn't understand what's going on. So no. I will actually. I, I I didn't go trick or treating until I was like in my teens. So were you one of those kids? No, I I like I said I was. I still had to go to school, but I just didn't. I guess my parents didn't allow me to dress up and go to house to house. Now we did go to nursing homes every now and then, and like. Caroling? That's for Christmas. No, not caroling. Come on. <laughs> no. Get with we the actually walked around in the nursing home and, like, we stole candy from, not stole. You stole candy from elderly people? We didn't people? steal candy, but we went around and got candy. When I think about it now, like, these people are living on, like, 58 bucks a month, right? Yeah. Something like that. So. And you're taking their. And we're taking their. I, I feel bad about that now. Like, thanks, Mom. Winston, what did you, <laughs> you do for Halloween growing up? Actually, um, the town I, I was from. Which um, is? Which is Chelsea, Michigan. Oh, they we got were a Michigan they night. were pretty strict. Um, it's part when of the it hand, got dark, it? Uh, they stopped trick or treating. So it was really like four to six p.m. And then when it got dark, it was all over with. Um, and that was the time where we'd get in our van uh, and we'd drive to other cities that didn't care about what time it was. And <laughs> yeah, that was kind of a strategic move on our part. But there was always these homes out in the boonies that had the huge candy bars because no one would ever go to them. Mm. And um, they would always invite us in and offer us candy in their basement, but we never did it. Um, uh, luckily, yeah, that was never the case. That was but, a wise choice. Yes, yeah, that, was, very, that was wise. Very wise choice. Yeah, wow. we did see some kids go down, um, never saw them again. But other than that, um, yeah. yeah. Oh. We, we just went out to the boonies and, and went to other cities. And they that told didn't us care. if we didn't tell the police, they would give us two candy bars. So. <laughs> yes, candy actually, bars. you must have been there as well. We honored that yeah. and uh, turned around. Actually, believe it or not, that was actually Ryan's hey. extended hey. family. You know what? That's, you know, that's, I didn't say that you did. You're that, that's kind not of a jerk. true. That's enough not out of true. you. That's not enough true. That's enough out of you. But you're right, Ryan. <laughs> um, honestly, growing up, uh, I never really thought about it. I just thought you, you got a, an outfit um, that was way overpriced. You wore it one day and maybe tried to scare people um, for the, the few days. The material is the thinnest material on the face exactly. of the earth. Exactly. Yeah. My favorite Halloween yeah. outfit, I still remember it, was this like skeleton fa- the skeleton mask and then you would squeeze a pump and blood. The blood. Yep, the blood I love that down. mask. <laughs> uh-huh. So I would always scare people with that and then eventually there was a leak and it stained all my out- outfits. So um, I had to destroy it. That's oh. not the gist of that. But yeah. mm. I remember the thin the material real, the real praying that it wasn't going to be too cold on Halloween night. Yeah. You're praying? Yeah. Like to the Lord? Well, who else do you cold, pray though? to? I mean, who who do you pray to for Halloween blessings? Is it like some <laughs> Satan Lord or what? How do you get that? <laughs> I don't know. I'm pretty sure God doesn't care about Halloween. I, I'm, I'm sure he doesn't, actually. Speaking of God cares about Halloween... What do we do in the church with Halloween? Uh, that's a good question. That's the elephant in the pew today. It is. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, you're supposed to press the button and you didn't. So, um, actually, he's gonna. I no, was waiting what are you for you. About? To, I was Go waiting ahead. for you to. For what? I'm gonna start it. <laughs> for that? Yeah, I was waiting for okay. it because I knew you were gonna. Okay. Go ahead. In the middle of my sentence. Um, so uh, All Hallows Day, which is uh, actually. November 1st. No. Yeah. All Hallows Day is mm-hmm. November 1st and Hallows Eve mm-hmm. was the day before. It's uh, a day. It begins a three-day observance of All Hallow Tide, the time in the liturgical year dedicated to the remembering of the, the dead. people who have passed. Including, including saints. Believers who have passed Hallows. in the last year, usually. Right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And usually on liturgical churches, usually honor on Sunday, the Sunday, the closest to that day. Yeah. Uh, 
they'll take a time of silence to remember the the people that they've lost in the congregation right. here. And then this one, this I'm reading a little bit off of Wikipedia, so bear with me here. It's fine. We don't know if it's true or not, but it said you know including saints, which are the hallows, then mm-hmm. martyrs, and then also the faithful departed believers, like you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess that's. But I've done a little bit of research, and I, uh, Halloween actually didn't start off as a Christian holiday. It was a like it was based out of Celtic beliefs, um, more of a paganistic. Um, uh, not society. Well, like yeah, society at the time. An adaption. So yeah. we've kind of, like many holidays, we kind of adapted pagan yeah. holidays to to help win over the souls of those mm. um, who were lost. I think there's a sermon in there. Something about there is. adapting church to match culture and whether that actually is a good thing or not. I think there's some sort of sermon in there. But yeah. that's not the elephant in the pew today. No. So, um, yeah, it says here that, uh, according to many scholars, All Hallows' Eve is a Christianized feast influenced by Celtic harvest festivals. So, Okay. Now, in your research, did you find anything about um, what what the holiday was? I mean, what was the point? Well, it was, um, excuse me, it was uh, supposed to be like the eve of All Hallows' Eve to to, um, be a mockery of death. You know, uh, it's supposed to make fun of the fact that death, and this is what the Christian um, facts that I read were. Um, it was supposed to be um, making fun of the ability. The, the death doesn't have the ability to um, conquer anymore because okay. of Jesus. Jesus conquered death, so now we're gonna mock it because mm. he has no power over us. So, like dead through. people run around in the streets because he defeated death. Correct. Oh, yeah. And actually, when I was doing a little research as well. Um, uh, really where the switch happened because it's like, hey, this was a paganistic holiday, um, had nothing to do with Christianity. And so what changed? And, and really when researching, I saw that Pope Gregory, um, he tried to um, have this decree or this edict to um, celebrate Christian uh, festivals or holidays on days that were at one time paganistic holidays. And so that's really when he when he mm. first issued – now a very famous edict uh, to his missionaries concerning uh, the native beliefs and customs of the people um, having to do with Halloween, which had everything to do with the dead. And he made it more about, hey, let's let's use this time, um, this this time that is all to worship, um, you know, the pagan gods of the time. Let's use this to worship our lost saints, our lost saints of the church. And um, so really just took a huge turn on that. And you can even go into Christmas, same thing. Um, uh, that was something to, to kind of take the focus away from a paganistic hospital. Uh, are, are you saying that Jesus wasn't born in December? Oh, oh, I don't know how to say this politely, my friend. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that's definitely debatable. You know what? <laughs> I, but what about the story where uh, Jesus was born and then Santa Claus brings him the gifts? Are you possibly <laughs> saying that this didn't happen? I thought I... it was the drummer boy. It was struck by lightning. We're sorry. Winston was just struck by lightning. Oh, guys, I was, thank you for having me. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. And that's what I was saying. It's an interesting kind of comparison because, A, we don't – well, I don't worship saints anymore. I'm not Catholic. I don't know. We need to have a Catholic on the show to find out if they still Maybe do we do. Um, but <laughs> I don't know the Catholics. whole idea of taking what is secular and, like, redeeming it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I don't know if that's necessary mm. in our culture. I mean, I know I realize that's what the dead and we're talking about Halloween and what it was, but I see a lot of it happening in today's culture. 
like trying to redeem secular ideas or whatever, whether it's for the sake of trendiness. Like the the Easter Bunny, like come up with a nice little story about that. Yeah, see, that's tough, though, because it's like, where's that line? Uh, Where's the line between becoming all things to all men uh, so you can reach them? to the point of, wait, have we went too far? Mm-hmm. Have we watered it down too much that we've lost the umph? I guess you can say, in the power of the gospel? Right. And, and the truth is, where that line is, I don't know. I, I think that's a very discerning thing. I think uh, in the situation, there has to be a lot of wisdom. But ultimately, um, where does that line go, and, and when does it end? Um, right. That's something that we need to be on our knees to the Lord, just seeking out, hey, is this, is this something we should do? Um, but you're right. But you're right. It, it's tough, and we've yeah. seen it time and time again. Is um, it, we see more often than not, the church conforms to the world instead of the world conforming to the church. Right. When we talked about the church, we always talk about it's a reoccurring theme. Is that uh, the church should be, uh, it, in my opinion, irrelevant to the world to the sake that these right. people have gone to the world and the world has left them empty. Let's give them an alternative method, which is Jesus Christ, you know? Right. So, I, and we've, we've talked about that several times in just in our private conversations about like, why, <clears throat> excuse me, why does the church care? Why should the, why should the church care what the world views us as? I mean, because Christ said it himself, they will hate you because they first hated me. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that, that's where I have, I struggle with the idea of right. um, conforming. But, but there is the idea, like he says, of becoming all things to all men. So, yeah. For their sake, you might win some. Right. So what does that mean, you know? And, and I think it, the next thing, you know, is that it's changed. Halloween has changed. You know what I mean? I loved Halloween growing up. It was my favorite holiday. If I could just show a little, uh, little uh, my cards here a little bit. Okay. Um, Halloween is my favorite ho- holiday. I decorated my room for Halloween every year. You know, it's nice. Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas was my favorite movie growing up. I love that movie. I still have all the songs memorized. I would sing them for you now, but we only get like 45 minutes. So, yeah. um, so um, I loved it. And it was really innocent. I mean, honestly, there, it was really innocent. I just liked dressing up, being something I wasn't for a night. I thought it was fun. And I liked the spookiness of it and the kind of the, ooh, it gave you. But it wasn't until I was older that I started to see kind of the evil, you know. And yeah, I'm going to sound super old when I say this, but I think the times are... It's more e- – like the times are evil now. Like there's <clears> – and that's what I wanted to talk to you about. Um, the world's kind of changed Halloween. Mm-hmm. And at, at, you're a youth pastor, correct, yes. at, your, mm-hmm. at your church? Yes. And um, what do you see now in the youth in this Halloween evil mm-hmm. atmosphere um, in comparison to when you were a youth? Well, the biggest thing uh, that I see is um, – with the youth today, they, they tend to be a little more numb to this idea of evil, uh, to the scary movies, to the to the just the whole persona be around Halloween. Uh, back uh, even when when we were younger, um, it was more I want to say in good fun. It wasn't the extreme, and now. Uh, I see more with our high school students that they use Halloween as an opportunity to do things that they shouldn't be doing. Ultimately, I mean, Scripture, I think Scripture is very clear in this. Um, 1 Corinthians uh, 14.20 says, we're supposed to be infants in evil. And then I I think of Matthew 10.16, which says we're supposed to be as wise as serpents, but as innocent as doves. And when we think of those Scriptures, and and obviously those are both uh, from Jesus and from Paul, 
two of the most influential people that we have ever mm-hmm. uh, since the beginning of time. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, if that's how we pr- approach Halloween, that we want to be wise, if we want to be um, as, as gentle as a dove, is this an opportunity for us to go um, on those uh, haunted hayride tri- or, or those, um, I guess you can say, those, those adventures that, man, there's nothing good that comes from them? Or is this something that we can use to delve into um, a side of this world that we have no need of doing? Um, and, and I think about, I mean, you can go uh, down the road to uh, women and the outfits they wore, they no. wear. Um, on Halloween? Yeah. Halloween tends to be an excuse to, hey, let me to let wear me be my a, a lingerie. Yeah. lingerie <laughs> me, anywhere. I'm a witch in lingerie. What? I'm a cat in lingerie. I'm a nurse. I'm a frog in lingerie. I'm a nurse. What? I'm a nurse. <laughs> I'm a skunk in lingerie. That is not how. I've been to the hospital, folks. That's not how nurses look. I'm just wondering. <laughs> I'm a pirate in lingerie. Pirates? I think it's only it's basically a lingerie choice at the Halloween store for females. Yeah. yeah. And then the guys get like, like a Solly costume from monsters inc yeah i mean the guys they can they can wear whatever you know yeah. what i mean we don't want to see no guy witch in lingerie well, lingerie but what i think of <laughs> speak I mean, for yourself there winston I, I, wow <laughs> I, I gotta share a story and this is a story way back to the days of junior high for winston and i had this big old wart on my thumb and it was nasty, right? And and so, what do you do when you have a wart? Well, first you go to the doctor. Bite it and, off. Uh, no, that's actually what I tried to do, but then I got it's warts extraordinarily on my face. Pain- no, I'm joking. It's extraordinarily painful. I had a wart on my <laughs> knee is, so when I was a kid. I bit it off. Oh man! And then I got a wart on the other knee. So I was like, you know what? I'm done. <laughs> See that? That's not a good idea. But you, <laughs> in you know, this case, you know what happens when you have warts, right? You're a witch. Yes, only if it's on your nose. Uh, she turned oh. me into a newt once. <laughs> I got better. But, but I had a wart on my thumb, and so I went to the doctor, and what they did is they took this dry ice Q-tip, and they froze it. And so eventually, as they continued to freeze it, and it hurt really bad in the beginning, um, but what happened was I stopped feeling my thumb, because the whole thing was numb to a point where they could rip off this wart, and I had no recollection of the feeling, the pain, any of that stuff. And so when I think about Halloween, I think about where it is now, I think about the numb factor. I think mm-hmm. the biggest damage on our kids isn't the big scary skeleton or the or the people jumping out at you or or maybe even the scary things you can or trips you can go on. It's the numb factor. Our kids becoming so numb to this world and what it is that they don't recognize the poison that's going into their minds. And um, uh, it's one of those things that if, if you chip away so much at these kids, you chip away at what God has designed them to be, then eventually you're gonna, they're going to take on a different image than than what God intended for them without ever knowing it. And so that's my biggest thing, the numb factor. So, um, yeah. Gotcha. Um, that's – and I love that. I agree with you. Um, I think we are being numbed. Um, but – at the same point, so what's our response? You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah. Because I, mean, I mean, it's easy. Oh, we we're do? we're numb, and we're we're gonna get in video games and blah blah blah. But so what do we do? I mean, do we like go live in the woods and build a cabin <laughs> where there's no world? Yes, and that's we, exactly what you do. We recreate the village, you know, by M Night Shyamalan, <laughs> and you know, do that we, was that's one of my favorite do, movies. Y- um, okay, and I'm just uh, saying that, that was movie was the biggest letdown I ever had in my life. I'm sorry. It was build it, build it, build it, drop, boring, end of movie. <laughs> Anyways, so uh, it's pretty scary, though, if you don't know the ending. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. that was you know, See, that's the closest thing that I got to scary movie though. I know I I've watched very few scary movies in my life because I'm one of those people that I watch a scary movie at nine o'clock at night and then I have to watch Disney movies for the rest of the night just to <laughs> You're one of not, those guys. And I, I I watch scary movies like I've seen most scary movies at least up until probably five years ago. Because I kind of got old. I was too old. I saw that movie. Uh, so, so let's talk about this a little bit. Um, I agree the numb thing because I, it happened to me. I mean, you got you see a scary movie and you uh, can see a more scary movie, more scary movie. Um, unfortunately, I could never watch like the Saul movies, the gore movies. It's just not in me to see that kind of yeah. stuff. Um, the only reason I got through Saul 1 was because it had um, the guy from Princess Bride in it. And so the whole time, I was just laughing. Even when he was sawing his leg off or his arm off, whatever he was at the end, I'm like, he's not solid. This is a joke, isn't it? But um, so, but it, it makes me think about um, becoming numb to movies and stuff like that. But so is the movie, is the answer never to watch scary movies? Because i watched a lot of scary movies we used to have a scary movie marathon yeah. me and my wife actually yeah i guess we were married when we were doing that we did it before we were married too for all our friends um but we i saw a movie called paranormal activity and i'm not well, promoting the movie yeah. but first of all as a christian um you have to believe that that spiritual life is a real thing yeah and that those evil things lurk out there and if you don't have christ to protect you and you're not um, discerning it can happen so i watched this movie and it's about this demon basically haunting these people and they have it on the camera and I couldn't sleep for like a week. Like I didn't get good sleep it's, for like a week. And I, I was like, I was done with scary movies after that. Um, so now like the scariest movie I can watch is like Sleepy Hollow, you know, with Johnny Depp. <laughs> it's not really that scary. Christopher Walken's the scary guy. So it's kind of like, oh, mm. so, so it's like, you know, and that kind of comes back to a question um, that we all should be asking is what we're doing in watching a scary movie or trick or treating or whatever it is having to do with Halloween. <laughs> Um, is it pointing us closer to Christ or is it, is it pointing us further from Christ? You know, is that more beneficial for a walk with Christ or is it not? Because we know there's stuff um, that we do that, that aren't beneficial. They're not good. They're not bad. Um, but really when it comes to that, is it, is it something that's, that's turning our, our gaze away from Christ? But, but Halloween is mostly just fun. Is so, it? I mean, I mean, for, for us maybe, but like maybe on the whole, like the people who are, um, they're they're infants in in Christianity, or they're not Christians at all, right? Like, that's that's where my that's where my struggle is. You know, like my friends and I, we have Halloween party, but we know it's all in fun. We dress up like yeah. this. This year's uh um theme is TV characters and TV and movie characters. So we get up, we um dress up. You know, we just kind of like fan. It's a fantasy, you know, like we're for that night we're going to be something else, but we all know that it's, it's just fantastic. That has yeah. to be, I mean, I still believe that's in context because we know we're called to be in the world, but not of it. We can't <coughs> avoid these things. You know, we can't avoid Halloween. We can't avoid some of these, uh, these, so other we festivals. should just go trick or treating. Uh, <laughs> with our young kids, of course. No, these, so we can steal so their candy. Te teenagers should still go trick or treating, right? And dress up for Halloween. See, and that's the tough question. It's, and I think it really depends on the kid. I think it, it has everything to do with, um, well, I guess it starts with the family and, and what they are discerning um, is best for their kids. But ultimately, um, 
it really just depends because there's going to be a much different effect for each kid. Um, just like you and Steven, perfect example. Um, you watch scary movies and you were very numb to them. Steven watched them and they terrified him. So even in the idea of, cause he's a sissy. <laughs> I didn't say that your words on the record, but, um, but it's true. Um, anyways, but, but the fact is that you guys are different people everywhere. You know, we're all different and we all approach our walk with Christ in a different way, but still on the same foundation that mm-hmm. we're saved by grace through faith. And so really when it comes down to it, it's, can we do that? And, and, and is it something that is only helping us in our walk with Christ? Or maybe it's just something that's blah. Maybe it, neutral. it's neutral. Maybe it's just, Hey, I'm having some fun. I'm getting some candy. I'm walking around, knocking on doors, blah, blah, blah. But maybe it's something where there is genuine fear that lurks in your heart when you're walking house to house, recognizing that, Hey, this is not just a day to get candy. This is something that the under underlining meaning has everything to do with being against Christ Yeah, uh, with the pagan, pagan holiday. Um, yeah, we're going to just pause for a second because I, I, I'm about ready to go and talk about a little bit something like that. Um, but I want to just uh, talk about our sponsor today, Audible.com. Audible is uh, the best place to get your audiobooks. It's pretty incredible, actually. I've been using it now for a few months. And if you go to audibletrial.com slash elephantpew, audibletrial.com slash elephantpew, you can go there and sign up for a 30-day free Get that, Stephen. Thirty days free. Free. They let free. you use Audible, and they give. Oh, that's they my gi- favorite price. Listen, they give you a book. They give you a book. These books usually for free. For free, and so you can check it out. Download the app onto your iPhone or your Android phone, whatever you got, and you can listen to the book while you're driving. That's one thing I love about it. I pick out books that I'm not going to read, have time to sit and read actual physical books, and then when I'm driving to work or driving to school. I just listen to the audiobook and it's great and uh, I really enjoy it. It's especially for what we do, you know, because there's just a lot of research and a lot of uh, understanding different sources and stuff that you get an audiobook, pop it in, you can listen to it while you're doing stuff, uh, listening to Elephant in the Pew, you know, and then we're, our show's over, we're only 45 minutes a week, and then so pop in your audiobook. So it's really great. Elephant Pew. And you go to audibletrial.com slash Elephant Pew and you can, you can try that out for free. Also, Speaking of um, jingles, I don't know if that was a good segue or not, but it was not. It was a terrible segue. Also, though, if you're thinking about, <clears throat> excuse me, um, a uh, if you need it, if you're in help, if you need help, man, I am having a hard time this week. Sorry. If you about need that. Uh, help writing a jingle or yeah. uh, some sort of uh, commercial for radio, we would love to help you out over here at yeah, Elephant. We can do in it the for a reasonable price on internet and and audio so we can do that both we are we at elephant in the pew have the ability to help you out in creating those radio and web commercials that fit your needs just contact us at marketing at elephantpew.com or give us a call at 317-953-93487 that's right and also check out elephantpew.com for uh not only my blog but steven's blog and information about the show and if you have any further questions you can reach us there also go to facebook uh right now we are just under 100 likes i think we have 93 so if you could be that 100th like i mean you could brag about this when we're huge someday and we have about a million followers he's uh, he's calling it right you'll be you'll say i was the 100th like i was the first hundred 
promoter of this. So you could you could be one of those people that say, yeah, I like them. Before I like them. Were big. I like them before they were cool. Okay, that was the sixty seventh like. I'll never forget that <laughs> ever. That's right. That's right, Winston. That's right. Ever. So uh, go to Facebook and do that. And don't forget, after we're off the air now, you can subscribe to us um, on iTunes, on Spreaker, on. Uh, uh, what's the other one called? Stitcher.com. Stitcher.com. That's right. You can find us in all these places. Pretty much anywhere you find podcasts, you'll find Elephant in the Pew for download and listening to. Um, so that's pretty much all that. I did want to talk to you a little bit about uh, Fright Night. If you're in from the local area, if you're not listening to us uh, nationwide, if you're in the Indiana area, uh, Fright Night is a free fall festival for 6th through 8th grade students only. Saturday, October 31st, Halloween, from 5 to 7 p.m. at Crossroads Community Church Woods. That's out there on 31 in Kokomo, south side. Uh, it's on the southeast corner of church property. So there's going to be a spooky forest of surprises, old country hayride, hot cider, and creepy crawly snacks, live folk music, and games, and contests. And remember to wear your best costume for the costume contest. That's 5 to 7, October 31st at Crossroads Church. You'll find them out there. A bunch of people dressed like ghouls and goblins. And uh, go have some fun because it's free. Now back to the show, Stephen. All right, so we were talking about um, Halloween, of course, and we have our special guest, Winston Dickerson. Also, he's real, not like the fake <laughs> elephant in the pew. Not fake, just not living. I don't even, I'm not going to talk to you anymore. An animate object. <laughs> yes. So um, here's my question. Uh, we were talking about <clears throat> the ultimate question is, do you send your teenagers to good reading? You know, Trick or treating. What does uh, you know, that – like? because I agree that there is – when I when I went out trick or treating, it was that innocent, neutral. I was I was yeah. I was in it for the candy, yeah. baby. That's what I was in it, for. in it for. The candy. We're all in it for the candy. That's the whole. But reason. we Not have the taffy candy. Uh, There's always that old crazy. Lady or the the uh, the uh, popcorn popcorn balls. Remember the popcorn balls? Oh, or my the gosh. Nickel? Someone just drops a nickel. What? That's that's when you Who really gives me – what does a nickel buy anymore? The problem is that and there's it, only like was one kid, person who did the nickel, and so you end up with only a nickel. Like if everybody gave you a nickel, it could amount to something. Yeah, but. maybe that's what they were thinking. Yeah. And then it falls through the hole in the bag. Oh, uh, it's gone. You already have enough damage because you know you're trying to find some good stuff right. to get energy to go to the next house. That's yeah, right. That's true. So um, here's the deal. I also know, though, as a Christian and probably somebody who actually – and it's hard, too, because when I was a Christian, when I was a kid, I wasn't a really super strong Christian. You know, I grew in college yeah. and stuff like that. But um, a lot of pretty intentionally evil stuff happens on Halloween. Yeah. So that's what you have to be aware of because um, there is, you know, Satanists. Um, and I don't want to give you more power to Satan than he has. But – they come out and storm. You know that's when they do a lot of their whatever they do. Um, you know, people, uh, the witch, Wiccan, Wiccan people. They do a lot on the thirty first. Yes. They say that uh, the thirty first has more um, spiritual activity than any other day, which probably comes from the Christian roots when they're because that's the, was the time in which they were thinking about the saints and that had gone before them and stuff. Yes. So that there were more spiritual mm-hmm. stuff going on. But the world has taken it and made it this big evil. Mm-hmm. You know, Satan's coming after you kind of a deal. Um, so how do we respond? That's my question. Like, and not just, I'm not even, I, I want to spend, cause we only got about 15 minutes left on the show, but I want to know people listening today and they're thinking, what do I do? My kid is a teenager now. 
do I let them go out? It's not. I'm not just dressing up like a Ninja Turtle and walking them to their grandparents anymore. You <laughs> yeah, know, it's yeah. it's like changing. Like they yeah, want to go you're out. Not, I mean, if they're teenagers, you're not as a parent. You're not going out there with them. You're probably just saying go. You know, <laughs> if you are, they are the most uncool teenager in the entire school. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, I, my mom, when I was 15, 16, Please tell me your mom used to walk with you when you were a teenager. No, she okay. didn't. I mean, like, that was the thing. I, the okay. whole reason I went trick-or-treating was because I was walking with girls. Interesting. Giggity, I mean, giggity. No, it was... No. <laughs> <laughs> no. But, uh... No. Okay, fine. Whatever. Okay. Sorry. You threw me off by that. But trick-or-treating. Let's, did, let's, did you we'll marry go. one of those girls? I did. See? So that's what I'm saying. So it worked. I'm saying. It was, saying. It was the trick-or-treating. I'm saying. You looked at me like I'm crazy, but it worked. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. So I, I read some facts on trick-or-treating because I knew we were going to be talking about trick-or-treating because it's Halloween. And um, two facts came up. It was trick-or-treating. They kind of contradicted each other a little bit. So I wanted to bring it to this table here so we can um, talk about it. But trick-or-treating, it says here that it evolved from an ancient Celtic tradition of putting out treats and foods to placate spirits who supposedly roamed the streets during that day, right? Yes. And then the next one was souling, which is a medieval Christian precursor to the modern-day trick-or-treating. It's on Hallowmas. Um, the poor would actually go door-to-door offering prayers for the dead in exchange for soul cakes. So, um... Give me some of that soul cake. Yeah. So, I mean, like, so... This is where like, right. we, we have like, okay. a lot of contradicting um, facts where yes. like um, it was a Christian holiday, but then it wasn't. It it doesn't really have roots in the Christian. So um, trick or treating on it on its own, like it was. When it comes to trick or treating, is it is it necessarily a bad thing? And that, I guess that's where we're going yeah. with it. And it's, it's, you know, an in and through itself, knocking on a door and a outfit. And asking for candy in and through itself, that is not a bad thing, you know. Um, it's the heartbeat of it. Uh, there's a lot of mystery, a lot of mystery to where it came from. Um, what we do know um, is it was a pa- paganistic holiday, so that is something that we 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 do know as fact. But the main thing is where is it now, and how does it affect our youth? And, and I think again, it all goes back to um, are these kids and these families educating their kids.
uh, there needs to be um, some sort of because, uh, gosh, that's the hard thing about parenting, isn't it? You gotta eventually set them free to do what they need to do. So, you know, but you're right. It starts starts with training them up young. Absolutely. So, but, yeah. But I remember uh, when I was a kid. So you're saying that those people that I described at the beginning who would take their kids like completely out for the whole holiday, is that advisable? Like take them out of like school, take them out of trick or treating, take them out of everything. Is that is that what we should do? No, I mean we don't. Again, we don't want to elevate this as something better than what it is. Right. You know what I mean? Right. We we still want to act with love and grace and and be be obedient to our schools, be obedient to our governments. You know, we want to we want to be someone who um, acts with integrity, and, and I don't think that's integrity. You know. I, Taking your kids out of school, taking their education away so they can be more ready to trick or treat. Well, let's be honest. Uh, there's not much educating going on in school. <laughs> Depends what school you're talking oh, about. Oh, okay. That's true. true. That's true. true. That's true. I, Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, that, that's the thing. It, this is going to be a holiday that it's going to be around. It, it's going to be around for as long as we're <clears> probably alive. Um, but it's how do we approach that? And, and definitely speaking specifically for the bride of Christ, how do we reach this world without giving in? And that's right. why I think, you know, these events uh, held by certain churches or even, you know, thinking about Chapel Hill Christian Church, um, you know, these trunk retreats. Um, these are things that you can speak into uh, the next generation um, with candy, with fun, with outfits, without giving in right. um, or, or taking you know, a back seat to what the world is doing. Right. You know, I, I find it, um, find it, you, you said that it's like the number one of, obviously it's the number one holiday for the occult, but it's actually quite interesting. It's like the number two commercialized, really? um, holiday. There's like, it's Christmas and then Halloween <laughs> and like it's the, it sells the most decorations second to, Andy. um, obviously. And obviously candy, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, like, it's funny how right now Christmas is still the number one, and it's mainly a Christian holiday. I mean, we, other than the fact that it's origins. Happy holidays. Right, yeah. It's a consumer holiday now, actually, but. Well, well, you're right, and, and you bring up a great point, Stephen. It's it's all about those uh, those bills with dead presidents. Dollar them. bills, you know, it's right. all about dollar, revenue. dollar bills. And, and for our country, it's all about money. You know, hey, how can we bring, bring in be better revenue? I can agree with that. Oh, man. He's getting all political on oh, us now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look out. The elephant in the Whoa. pew. We're letting the government control us. Fight the man. The media. The commercialism. The media. Oh, gosh. Oh, the media. my gosh. Next week. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I uh, I heard an interesting thing this week. So an old man um, was sitting there talking to his wife. They'd been married clearly for a long time. And the wife, uh, he asked her, he said, he said, how come every time we get in a fight, we get angry? You don't ever snap back at me. You just walk away. She says, well, I go and clean the toilet. He says, and that makes you feel better? She said, yep, I use your toothbrush. <laughs> <coughs> Thank you. Is that, a, is that based on a true story, Ryan? Uh, that's I, his, him and his wife. Actually. No. That's, I, was just, I was just getting to that point. Was, I th I'm, do I need to ask? She wouldn't use my toothbrush to clean the toilet. I don't think so, at least. You, you hope not, right? <laughs> I hope not. Gotcha. So um, 
I think that's it. I think I think we hit all the points I wanted to hit for our conversation. Yeah, I mean, like tonight, there's lots of. If you guys got questions out there for us, uh, feel free to go to elephantpew.com and submit questions, or on Facebook, or even on here, you can uh, comment on Spreaker.com with questions. Um, real quick, I would like for uh, Winston. Do you have any like closing thoughts on the subject? Um, and then before you close out, um, let people know where they can get a hold of you, find you if they would want to get a hold of you, uh, email address or whatever. Okay. Um, well, kind of a final thought, and this is um, something I read in an article by John Acuff, and I don't know if you guys know who he is, but he's kind of like a comedian and an author, and, and he really became well-known um, actually using a blog. And, and he said something. He shared a story about how um, when he was in college, um, he was working for uh, a company who sold sound systems, and, and their focus was to sell to other college graduates. Um, who just started earning money, got their paycheck. And so the hope was um, 23-year-old, got their paycheck, would go and buy a wonderful sound system. Um, but the only problem was they weren't selling Sony. And so he shared a really cool story about you know the reason why they struggled against the bigger market of Sony was Sony started talking to their kids 20 years ago or 23 years ago. Uh, Sony sold them a pink stereo when they were in first grade or Sony sold them a PlayStation 3 at age, eight, age 13 or 18. Sony sold them headphones when they were younger as well. And, and they ended up showing up 23 years later in their life. And so in thinking about this, um, you know, when thinking about Halloween specifically, um, the world is not going to waste any time educating our kids mm-hmm. about what Halloween should be in their mm, eyes. The good. world's not going to hesitate um, when they're five, six, seven to Preach. say, hey, this is what we should do. And so really my kind of admonition, admonition, is that it? Sure. Admonishing um, to everyone is we have to be willing to educate our kids at a younger age. We got to be willing to talk about the topics that they're probably like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, but hopefully one day they're going to get it and recognize, hey, um, this is something that is not bad uh, to get candy, to go out, to have fun, maybe even to go to a Halloween party. But it's how do we be a Christian in this world, and not, but not of it? How do we um, not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind? How do we, uh, like the scriptures I, sh- I shared earlier, how do we be infants um, when it comes to evil or wise as serpents and, and as innocent as doves? How do we do that um, in this world where so often um, we don't have a time to pause and right. think and uh, really consider how, how the world's working. How can people find you, Winston? Um, the best way to reach me, um, you can actually go ahead and email me at wdickerson at chapelhillcc.net. Okay. Or you can uh, blog or write into the blog at yep. elephantpew.com, and they can get a hold of me, Stephen and Ryan. Sounds good. Yeah. Stephen, right. closing thoughts real quick? Um, you know, <clears throat> I, I, I do have quick closing thought you know like even though the the world is you know taken they've created halloween or they've taken halloween and they've turned it into this corruption which it really is of corruption of humanity uh, i think we can you know get down to the whole you know mockery of death you know jesus died he defeated death so he death has no hold on us anymore so I think that's and that's I think that's where I'm going to land on the whole Halloween issue is you know Halloween is not necessarily a a time for us to um, uh, celebrate the occult or anything like that it's it's to celebrate what Jesus did for us you know yeah. and he beat death so that's what I have Amen and preach I th- it brother I think uh, Halloween is what you make of it you know what I mean you got to be weary as every day with uh, evil spirits out there and stuff like that you got to be alert to that but like like uh, Winston said. Um, 
you just got to be on guard. And if you're having fun, make sure you're having fun with the Holy Spirit. Uh, amen. amen. Amen to that. I want to thank everybody who's listening live, um, who are turned, tuned into Spreaker.com. We are so glad that you decided to join us. Also, thanks to uh, Winston Dickerson for uh, gracing us with his presence. And um, this evening, we That's are the Elephant in the Pew radio show and podcast, broadcasting live from the Elephant Portable Studio. Ryan? Uh, you can find us in a number of places, Spreaker.com, iTunes, Blueberry, Stitcher, and of course, you can keep up with us at ElephantPew.com. You see our updates and individual blogs and see us on Facebook. Like us. That's right. Okay. Uh, thanks so much for joining us today. We really had a blast with you. And we will join you next week, uh, 8.30, Monday in the evening. That's Eastern Standard Time. That's right. Thank you so much for joining us and have a wonderful week. And God bless.